This is Apostle James Podcast, transfiguring the world by the Word of God and bringing joy to the faces of many. Remain watchful and pay attention as we dive into what the Lord has for us today. Honestly speaking, I appreciate and we do appreciate all you are wonderful listeners. We appreciate you and partners, supporters. We thank God for what God is doing. It's only a fool that says that there is no God. Let no person deceive you. Don't allow any person to say to you that there is no God. It doesn't matter what you are going through. Just believe. Trust the Lord. Believe God. Allow Him to go ahead of you. Believe in Him. Wait upon Him. Bible says that they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. Mount up with wings as eagles. Let me tell you, one day of divine visitation will wipe away the 40 years of tears. Are you hear what I'm saying? One day of divine visitation will wipe away 40 years of tears. Just hold on. Don't give up. That is something about walking with God. You have experience in walking with God. Don't give up. Praise the Lord. Amen. You know, today there is something that I want to share. I'm reading from Mark chapter 4. I'm reading from verse 35. And then it says, And the same day, when the evening was come, he said unto them, Let us pass over unto the other side. I want you to pick up something from this place. There is something I want to bring across. I'm reading from Mark chapter 4, from verse 35. And the same day, when the evening was come, he said unto them, Let us pass over unto the other side. And when they had sent away the multitude, they took him, they took him even as he was in the ship, the boat, ship. You know, some modern translation changed the ship to boat. I like it as the original King James says the ship. And there were also with him other little ships or little boats. And there arose a great storm of wind, and the waves beat into the boat so that it was now full. So that gives you the idea the kind of thing they were on. And he was in the stern of the ship. He was in the hinder part of the ship, asleep on a pillow. And I wake him and say unto him, Master, carest thou not that we perish? And he arose and rebuked the wind and said unto the sea, Peace be still. And the wind ceased, and there was a great calm. And he said unto them, Why are you so fearful? How is it that you have no faith? And they feared exceedingly and said unto one another, What manner of man is this, that even the wind and the sea obey him? This is a very powerful passage of faith. This is a very powerful passage of faith that we use to stop storms of lives. Like every storm of your life, in the name of Jesus, I rebuke them. I command them to dry up right now, in the name of Jesus. The storm of sickness, I rebuke them in the name of Jesus. The every storm of life that are against you, and that you are hearing this podcast right now, I rebuke those storms in the name of Jesus. And by the power of the Holy Spirit, I jack up your faith. Jesus said to them, Why is it that you have no faith? Where is your faith? In other words, Jesus said, You should have allowed me to sleep. And that is taking me to what I'm bringing across. It's taking me to what I am going, my topic. You know, Jesus said, why did you come to disturb my sleep? But you know, before Jesus 
asked them this. Jesus, first of all, rebuked the storm and solved the problem. And that's how to do it. You know, when your children come to you, they have need. It's always good. Solve the problem first. Then afterwards, you can begin to chastise them. That's what Jesus did here. You know, most of the time, when you, be, you first of all rebuke somebody, they work out. There are people, you know, there are, there, are, there are motivational strategies. There are people that if you don't rebuke them, they won't be motivated. But there are people that, first of all, you give them good news before bad news. But there are some people that they want you to get the bad news and clean it up with good news. You need to be sensitive and know. But what Jesus did here was, first of all, give them good news before he now began to, to rebuke them, before he began to ask them where was their faith. Are you get what I'm talking about? So first of all, you can solve the problem. Somebody has a need. Solve that need first. Then now, begin to teach that person how to do it. That's what Jesus did here. And I think Jesus' pattern is the best way. Jesus' pattern is the best way to do it. Amen. So we can learn from Jesus, solve problem first, and then you can go on ahead and then begin to challenge them. But look at what happened here. Jesus was asleep. And that is my interest. Jesus said, where is your faith? So as at that point, which is what I want to bring across. Jesus, mind he was a very busy person. Jesus was a very busy person. There's a point that you need in your life. You have to do what? Relax. Let other people carry you along. Amen. Jesus at this point wanted his disciples to carry him along. Look at what I'm bringing across. Make provision that there are people that can carry you along at a point in time. That was what Jesus did here. You know, several times that like, you look into your spirit, there is nothing in your spirit. You want to share the word of God. There is nothing in your spirit. Don't force it. There is nothing in your spirit, but don't force it. In the process of time, that way it may come. Let somebody else begin to share. Let somebody else begin to do it. Even as a man of God, I'm talking as a servant of God. I'm talking as a father. There are certain things you can allow your children to begin to do. In the process of time, you will gather your strength, gather the anointing, and then you come in. And then one word you say, it will take care of it. In a family, you see, you can see participatory leadership in Jesus. The, Jesus' example is the best example. The disciples will know now that, look, we need to get fed so that we can carry Jesus along. Imagine where that, uh, you know, one of the disciples just got up and reviewed that and said, Master, I rebuke this. And Jesus will say, well done, that good and faithful servant. And then you, Master, Jesus was not in competition with the disciples. Don't be in competition with your children. Don't be in competition with your own disciples. Don't be in competition with the members of your church. You're not in competition with the members of your church. Jesus slept and said, where is your faith? In other words, Jesus said, carry me along. Carry me along. Eh? He entrusted himself in the hand of his disciples to carry him and ferry him across. I think I love that. I think I love that, that people run about you. Say, carry me along this time around. Just carry me along and ferry me across. This week, you are going to ferry the church across. This week, you are going to do this. This week, you are going to carry me across. And then Jesus had time to refresh us at that time. He gives us a very big example. That's a time for you to rest. That's a time to sleep. And then cease a little bit from your work and allow somebody else to carry you along. And that's why you have all the sabbaticals. You know, it's just like when you have sabbaticals. Sabbatical, what does sabbatical mean? It's a time of rest. I have rest. Jesus was so busy. Jesus was very, very busy. But Jesus shows us that 
try and make out time to sleep, to have rest. And then allow people to carry you. Look at this. Jesus was a very busy man. Look at Mark chapter 3 verse 20. And the multitude commit together again so that they could not so much as eat bread. There are many of us like that. You walk from morning till night like Jesus. No time to eat. No time to eat bread. That was how busy Jesus was. Look at verse 21. And when his friends heard of it, they went out to lay hold on him. For they said, he is beside himself. His friends heard it. The friends of Jesus said that Jesus will hurt himself. He is beside himself. Jesus was such a busy person. And that was why at that chance that Jesus had, Jesus relied upon his friends, the disciples, his family members to carry him along. There are sometimes even the breadwinner of the house, give him a break a little bit. That person that is buying food every single day, it's not that the money is not there. Let somebody among the group get the money and pay for it that day. Let that person have a little break. It can make a lot of difference. I want us to understand the implication of Jesus saying, where is your faith? You know, sometimes we depend upon one person like in the church. One person is just taking care of the entire thing. Give that person a break a little bit. Eh? There are some time you want to raise offering, you want to raise things like that. You can allow that person. Give that person a break. Give that person a break. I like what my friend did. My friend said that he gave himself a Sabbath. <laughs> eh? He gave himself, he said that Sunday, he chose Sunday as his Sabbath, a day to rest. Somebody will be so busy and so busy and so busy and so busy. Give yourself a rest. Do you know what the Bible says? The Bible says, love your neighbor as you love yourself. Which means, which one comes first? Loving your neighbor and loving yourself. Which one comes first? Let me answer it. Because this is a monologue. You know that when you are doing prime time, this is prime time. <laughs> it's monologue. So, you know, you, 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 you love yourself. God says, love your neighbor as you love yourself. How can you tell your neighbor to go and have rest if you have not created a point in time when you can have rest? That's what it means. Love your neighbor as you love yourself. Which means you have to love yourself. If you love yourself, then you have to do what? You know, don't allow destructive things upon your life. I'm not preaching. I'm talking about Jesus slept and allowed his disciples to carry him across. He slept. Even the richest man on planet Earth. There are certain things that you wouldn't expect him to do in the family. Give him a rest. And then somebody in the family will do that. It's not that he cannot buy it. He has the money to buy it, but let him rest. That's what Jesus did here. That's what Jesus, you know, teaches us. You know, there's a song that I love. He came from heaven to earth to show us the way. From the earth to the cross, my debt to pay. And from the cross to the grave, from the grave to the sky. Lord, I lift your name on high. I love it. He came from heaven to earth to show us the way. What Jesus came to do, you know, was to show us the way, to save us and to show us the way. That's why that demon said, these are the servants of the Most High God that show us the way of salvation. Jesus came to show us the way of salvation, to save us and to show us the way. I'm, I'm, I'm asking you right now, God is speaking to somebody, have a little sabbatical and refresh. I've watched and seen that there are animals that know the kind of food that they eat when they are sick. But most of the time, they take out time to rest. They go to a place where predators will not you know, get them. 
they get in there in their den and hide themselves and then and they rest. And the Bible says in the book of Exodus that God rested. After God rested, he was refreshed. In the book of Exodus chapter 31, verse, from verse 12, And the Lord spoke unto Moses, saying, Speak, on, speak thou also unto the children of Israel, saying, Verily my Sabbaths ye shall keep, for it is a sign between me and you throughout your generations, that ye may know that I am the Lord who does sanctify you. Ye shall keep the Sabbath therefore, for it is holy unto you. Everyone that defileth it shall surely be put to death. For whosoever doeth any work therein, that soul shall be cut off from among his people. Six days may work be done, but in the seventh is the Sabbath of rest, holy to the Lord. Whosoever doeth any work in the Sabbath day, he shall surely be put to death. Wherefore the children of Israel shall keep the Sabbath to observe the Sabbath throughout their generations for a perpetual covenant. Now he says, verse 17, It is a sign between me and the children of Israel forever. For in six days the Lord made heaven and earth. Now listen, and on the seventh day he rested and was refreshed. On the seventh day he rested and was refreshed. I'm not in the theology of Sabbath. I'm not talking about the theology of Sabbath. So permit me, you know, for all theologians, we are not talking about the theology of Sabbath. If we am talking about the theology of Sabbath, we'll talk about it. I'm talking about this verse word here that God said, look at why you need to have a day off. Isn't God a wonderful God? He is. God said, work for six days and have the seventh day to rest. Jesus could not even eat bread with the disciples. He said, let's cross over. And Jesus used that time they were crossing over to rest. And Jesus needed to have that rest. Jesus needed to have that sleep. Jesus needed to do that. And the challenges came. But remember, he was still prepared. And he needed those people to cover him when he was resting. He needed the people to cover him. So make out a time of rest in your life. Make out a time of rest. If God did it, if God said it, make out a time of rest. Create a time of rest. Thank God for places like in Africa, this side, that on, on Sundays, like that is compulsory. On Sundays, it's compulsory. Many markets are short. Many businesses are short. So people compulsorily must not go to market. Compulsorily. So whether you go to church or you don't go to church, it doesn't matter what your religion is. It becomes a day of rest for bankers. It becomes bankers now work on Saturdays. So it becomes a day of rest for bankers, for traders, for miners, for industrialists, because that's the way that God has done it. It doesn't matter your religion. It's not because of going to church. That's not the reason. It is so that somebody will have a time of rest. I'm speaking to somebody, if Jesus rested, you need rest. If Jesus allowed people to carry him along, you need to allow people to carry you along at a point in time in your life. And then if you are among somebody that does all the work himself, you can team up yourself and see how you can relieve that person and let that person have some rest. There are people that have done it. There are people that do it and say, sir, we can do this one at this time. Have your rest and it will make a whole lot of impact. You can't be children in a family. 
and you allow your mom and is walking and walking and walking and walking all through, let your mom have some rest. Maybe there is one workaholic in the house. Let that person have some rest. God is speaking to some people. Yeah? It's not by power or by might. Be by my spirit, saith the Lord. I was so touched when I meditated upon this scripture. It happened that I came, you know, on a certain time that there was nothing in my spirit, you know, for me to really preach. It's not because you've not done your studies. Nothing really in your spirit. You just knew that God didn't want you to struggle. At that time, just allow somebody else to carry you along. That's how I got to understand this scripture. Jesus needed people to carry him along. But do you know what? It's in that situation that when something arises, you just give the solution. Amen? It does not remove anything from you because you still have the answer. You still have the solution. And when they come to you at that time, you rise up like Jesus and rebuke that storm. That's what makes you the real bulls that you are. That's what makes you. You could be on a vacation, just your phone call. There was this, you know, this uh, instructor, you know, plane instructor. I don't know whether it was uh, it was in Florida recently that that somebody that didn't know how to fly and then an instructor guided him and then he landed the plane. Some of us will understand what I'm talking about. I think it happened in Florida not quite long ago. An instructor, you know, guided, you know, a small plane. If it's, you know, something happened to the pilot, the actual pilot, and another person that didn't know how to, you know, how to, you know, pilot the the single the single engine, uh, you know, plane. But that's this thing hanging in the in the sky, and he guided him, and then and then landed. That's a miracle. That's a miracle. The same thing can happen with you as a boss on vacation. You are in the yacht, and then the person is still ready. You call him, he will just by phone call and then I'll tell you what to do. We do it as ministers. Even as I am here, you call me, I do it. People will call you on phone and then ask you, you know, question that you need to answer. You give them the answer, but you go back to your rest. Have a time and have your rest. Amen. Most of the time when we have all this all night and stay for 36 hours without sleep, there's something I've noticed in my life. When I stay about 36 hours without sleep, literally without sleep, because you are busy studying, working, praying, and then it goes on that way. God always allows a period so that you can have some good sleep to recover. God is not that kind of Shylock. God is not, God is not, you know, a God that wants you to suffer for him. No, God wants you to have peace in your life. Amen. So after God had rested, he refreshed. God is going to give you rest. But remember the greatest rest that you will have is to rest with the Lord. The Bible says, he that dieth in the Lord has entered into the rest and ceased from their labor. Amen. And the Bible says there is still a rest that is left for us. There is still a rest that is coming. Make sure that you enter that rest. You know that he talked about the Israelites that they were not going to enter his rest because that they rebelled against him. And then the Bible tells us that there is still another rest because he said it, they will not enter his rest. That Joshua didn't give them rest because if Joshua gave them rest, that they wouldn't be talking about another rest. There's a physical rest, there's eternal rest. Don't make mistakes about it. Don't allow what we see to deceive us. I've always told us, don't follow science to believe God. Because he took science 13, 
point something billion years. I don't know how many billion years it took them. Eh? You know, remember that the the telescope that that saw the star, the, those stars that uh, James Webb telescope saw. How many billions of years has the light been traveling for us to see it? So it was not seen from the time it was created. So it had taken about 13 point something billion years for stars for 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 the star to reach our eyes here, for us to now see it by reason of the telescope. You know, it takes science years to believe what God has created, what God put. Don't wait until science has proven eh, that you need rest for you to believe God that you need rest. Don't wait. A man was brought a bottle of beer to drink. And then when they brought the, the, the beer for him to drink, that is him. And then he said that he was not going to drink. I say, they say, why? He said that he had found out that it was not good for his body. And then he was now around his, he, then it was around his, I think he was getting to his 70s or so. He said he had not realized it was not good for his body. I said to him, I said, sir, that in the days that we gave our life to Christ and God said, don't drink strong drink. You people thought that we were, you know, that God is mean. God is not mean when God said, don't take something that is strong. Don't take it. Believe God. Don't allow science to prove to you that it is wrong. Don't, don't allow science to prove to you that drug is wrong. Before you know, God said that thing that is strong, don't take it. That's what the Bible says. So believe God. You need rest in your life. Amen. You need rest in your life. And that's what I'm bringing across to us right now. Amen. And God of peace is going to guide you and protect you. Let this thing be an encouragement, you know, unto you. Praise the Lord. So, don't forget what I'm talking about. You have need rest. You have the need of rest. You have the need of rest. You have the need of rest. God bless you so much for always being with us and listening to us. We appreciate you so much. May God bless you and bless everything that you do. Don't forget the Lord gave the word and great was the company of them that published it. Let somebody else hear what you are hearing. Remember bless so much. Let God bless you and give you rest. Give you rest round about you. Let God give you peace round about you. Find rest unto your soul. Jesus said, Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. He said, Take upon you my yoke. For my yoke is easy and my body is light, and you'll find rest unto your soul. Jesus is your rest. As he rested your soul, he wants to give you rest. Receive Jesus and receive rest. Receive Jesus and receive rest. In the name of Jesus Christ. Receive peace in your life, in your family. Have rest in your family. If there is chaos in your family, have rest in your family. Have rest in your family. In the name of Jesus Christ. Everywhere where you are. In my friend, my, to my friends in India, Bangladesh. To our friends in India, Bangladesh, you know, all those uh, Asian countries, you know, Thailand, all of you. May the Lord of hosts grant you rest in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. May God grant you rest. And all our partners and friends in the United States, all my listeners in Abiyokuta, I have some great listeners in Abiyokuta. I just have some great listeners, you know, from uh, 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 Amina Dejab or somewhere, another, another city of India, another city of India that I hadn't had before, you know, so it has also entered there. We have regular listeners from Lagos right now, regular listeners in Lagos, you know, in a mountain view, mountain view. We have regular listeners. We have regular listeners, you know, all over the world. 
So may God bless you all, and especially our partners that sponsor us and keep on helping us to equip all this. We are hoping to have our Gardner Broadcasting Network so that we'll be able to reach to the locals by television and then and enter into the homes of everyone in the land of our mission in Africa. In Africa, so we want to have our television and broadcast equipment so that we can buy airtime before we're able to build our own studio. So we need your support. Help us to spread the gospel as you are helping us. Help us to spread the gospel of Jesus Christ, the Son of the living God. God bless you so much. You are so much blessed. That's one of the greatest burdens in our heart now. That's one of the greatest burdens in our heart. We want people in the local to have access to this sound word of God by getting into the television. That's what we want to do. So be part of us and help us to spread this gospel of Jesus Christ. God bless you so much. We love you. And Jesus loves you so much more. Don't forget, I am your regular host, the Lord Brother, Apostle James Okpabi, transfiguring the world by the word of God and bringing joy to the faces of many. See you next time. If you enjoyed this podcast, be sure to check us out online via Apostle James Podcast on YouTube, Facebook, and everywhere podcasts are available. Thank you for your support. Be blessed and have an awesome day. We will see you next time on Apostle James Podcast.